All right, Grand Rising, Grand Rising, happy people. This is Tracy Walker, and I want to welcome you to the Mind Your Business daily call where you get your dose of mindset, you get a dose of marketing, and, of course, we talk a little bit about some money as well. I am so thrilled to be coming to you on this great day because we are live from Mexico. We, uh, Some of you guys may know, uh, many of us, uh, we're down in Tulum because of a retreat that we qualified for a couple of cycles ago, and the company uh, that we are a part of actually paid for us to stay at this amazing and beautiful resort right on the coast uh, in Tulum. We stayed at the Riviera Maya, the Hilton Riviera Maya, and it was absolutely beautiful, okay? We were right there where the, the seaweed was just all in the water. You could see it. We were on the Caribbean Sea. That's the body of water that is on the Caribbean Sea. And the property had um, two beautiful pools that, of course, my son Josiah was running from one, jumping in the other, getting out, running back, jumping in the other. And uh, we had a fantastic time. I will also say this. There were about 400 people from the company who qualified, uh, oh, let's say it's probably a little bit more than 400, but there were about 400 people that actually were able to attend the retreat. Um, and just as a little bit of a recap, guys, we got down here and uh, we made it to Tulum, and literally that night, okay, we had, uh, what do we have, like a meet and greet, uh, a white, uh, all-white party. Right, we had an all-white party right on the beach. It was absolutely phenomenal. Right, it started to rain a little bit, but uh, just the ambiance and everything about you know the, the the culture here and the way that they put together that day party because it was a day party club, but it was on the beach. And I'm talking about the fire show, the man walking around with the saxophone. It was so funny because Josiah was like, "Oh my God, that's the Johnny Depp guy." <laughs> So I know some of you guys that were there, if you really think about it, he did kind of look like that. And so the was like, oh, no, there's Johnny Depp. There's Johnny Depp. And I had to look like two or three times. And I've got video of the man. I'm like, no, that's my Johnny Depp. <laughs> but the man really did resemble Johnny Depp. Um, so it was fun on night one. Day two, we had fun. We went to Adventure, uh, this place called Adrenaline, and uh, we did ATV riding. We did um, zip lining. Um, we're going to have to have Jeff show you guys some of his, some of his video from, from his zip lining because it's absolutely hilarious. He had me cracking up. Um, and then um, we also we had a wonderful uh, Mexican dinner that was prepared. And I really wanted to say Mexican. It was Mayan. It was Mayan um, because we had the, the natives of the Mayan land there, uh, the people that are, uh, you know, full-blooded Mayan um, they prepared the meals and things like that. So it was an authentic Mayan dinner. It was fantastic, I must say. Uh, they did have stuff for people like me who don't eat any meat, so I was able to have some, oh, the rice was so super good, and some vegetables, and I had some black beans, right? And so that was fantastic. So I was able to eat as well. Um, and so we had a, 
full full day of that. We went swimming in a grotto. Um, I did post some pictures of that, and I, I am so excited. You know, I'm, I'm happy for my baby. He's eight years old, and he swam in this grotto right along with us. Of course, everyone had on life vests, but, and he knows how to swim in deep water, so it was fine. But we literally, you know, deep water in a pool is one thing where you have a side to go to. But swimming in a grotto where you don't really have a side to go to, you're just kind of out there, and it's in a cave. We were in a dark, dark, dark cave, and we could see bats flying around. We saw these crystalline structures um, where we learned that it took one inch, uh, it took 100 years for the crystalline structure to grow uh, one inch. And so based on that research, uh, we saw uh, crystalline structures that were 4,000 years old. We saw one that was nine, 90, 90,000 years old. And I want you to think about that for a second, that this planet that you're walking on, that this area that you are taking up, the space that you are taking up, somebody has walked that land in a different way, a different capacity 90,000 years ago right, 100,000 years ago. And, and it is a blessing to be able to merge, almost like a portal, right, merge worlds where you can actually be standing and or swimming in a location where somebody else was there 90,000 years ago. It was absolutely mind-blowing. And so we had a really good time there. Um, and so then we made it on back, and then we had, uh, we had dinner, uh, that was great. And then on yesterday, we had our leadership training, um, which was great. Uh, we had our executive vice president and our CEO speak and talk about some things. So we were excited about that. And then we left there, and then it was fun time, party time at the pool because everything was over. And we really just kicked it into fun gear. Uh, we played games, and uh, we, we made little skits, and we did all types of water activities, just us, just different people from, from the opportunity. Um, people from Slovakia were hanging out with us. People from Germany were hanging out with us. And we were just all collaborating and having a good time, which brings me right to the topic of today's call, which is teamwork and the importance of teamwork. Now, this is applicable in terms of how we're talking about it here. This is applicable to your business. This is really one of the key components to succeeding in your business. We'll call it teamwork. Uh, Bob Proctor even has a concept where he, talk, he has a video where he talks very heavily about the power of the mastermind. Now, teamwork just in itself is, is not a mastermind. Okay, a mastermind in itself is literally something or a group of individuals that have constant contact with each other, and you turn to this particular group to receive insight when there is a challenge that you are seeking to overcome, and the idea is that the, that the, the larger mind that comes together because of the individual minds that are in that uh, that group is what forms the master mind. And so when you go to the master mind, you are looking to get information to help you elevate, escalate, uh, and do what you need to do so that you can continue moving. So the, the master mind in itself is an ongoing thing, okay? However, there is a component of teamwork inside of the master mind, and I want to talk about that part 
okay? I'm going to, we're going to talk about, I'm going to encourage mastermind, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but let's talk really about the power of teamwork. So we were in the pool, and the, a couple of the people that worked at the property said, hey, guys, let's have, um, let's do some games. Let's do some games, right? And they, they separated us into two groups. And uh, our team was called the Tequilas, okay? And the other team was called, who cares what they were called, right? <laughs> they were called something. Who knows? Uh, Chickamauga or something. I don't know. So they were called that. And we had to, the very first game was like a balloon game, right? And I won't go through all the games, but I'm trying to set the, set the stage for you so you understand. So there's two groups. We were facing each other. One group had a pink balloon, like each person had a pink balloon, and the other group, each person had a white balloon. And the object of the game was to pop the balloon inside the arms or hands of everyone on the other team who had a balloon of the opposite color of yours, while simultaneously protecting your balloon so that they don't try to pop your balloon. Okay, so they say they blow the whistle, face, dos, uno, go. And what happens? Oh, my goodness. These two teams start going together, start merging together almost like a war, right? And you can identify your team based on the balloon. So we had the pink balloon, the other team had the white balloon. And so as we are going, you know, what, what happened is that, you know, of course I got long nails, right? So boom, I could pop a balloon and they're out of there, right? Somebody, I could pop, boom, pop another balloon and, and they're out of there. And other people were trying to pop my balloon. But here's something that's cool. What's cool is that that when I saw another one of my own team members where they didn't have a balloon, that means that their balloon must have gotten popped, but I still had my balloon. When people were ganging up on me to get my balloon, I would, out of almost instinct behavior, would, I would see my teammate and I would literally try to throw or push. Now, it's a balloon. Now, it ain't going far, okay? It's, it's, you push it in the water, it ain't going nowhere, but... You try to toss it, uh, pop it in the air, throw it in the air, whatever. But I was trying everything I could to pass my balloon to my teammate so that the people that were trying to get my balloon didn't get it, right? I was willing to give the balloon up for the sake of the team where the goal was a win for all of us. It wasn't going to be a win just for me if I you know, held on to my balloon. If I held on to my balloon, if Jeff held on to his balloon, if uh, Rudy held on to his balloon, it doesn't matter. If everybody held on to their balloon, then still we all collectively had a W. We had a win. And so I want to bring to your attention the concept of giving something up sometimes for the sake of the greater good of the team. What are you willing to give up so that your team can collectively win. Now, if you are part of the ideal mastermind, there's something that you know. There's something that you know how to do. There's something that you're skilled at. There's something that you have knowledge about. And I don't mean just knowledge. I mean you have knowledge, but you've had, you have applied knowledge, right, which means that if you were to suggest something to the mastermind or to the team, you know through an application process 
through doing it yourself, how it works, how it should work, and you would be able to help identify whether things were going sideways early enough so that you could guide the group on correction before it, it, it gets too late. And so what are you willing to give up? What do you know? What can you share? What can you give? What can you um, let go of without any sort of expectation that any one person or any individual member of the team, uh, without any expectation that anybody needs to give you something back? What is that? Now, here's the question. If you don't have anything to bring to the table, let me ask you this. What are you doing at the table? What are you doing on the team? Because if you don't have anything of value in any capacity to bring to the team, how are you helping the team? Because if you're not helping the team, what are you doing? You're pulling the team down because the team has to carry you all the time. The team has to make sure you're okay all the time. The team got to make sure you're, you know, not sitting on the sideline pouting and whining and crying all the time. The, the, the team got to make sure your head is in the game all the time, motivating you all the time. Team, the team always got to do a call and a reminder and it is for you all the time. The team got to deal with your antics and what you don't like all the time, right, as opposed to being able to contribute to the growth and forward movement, and in the case of business, W, a win of the team, instead of that, we're spending too much time trying to focus on keeping you on the team versus you saying, you know what, I deserve to stay on the team myself. What value do you bring to the team? Now, that's going to be a, that's a real question. Do you sit back and just take, 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 take? If the team gives something, you take it. If the team offers some value, you take it. If the team says, hey, let's do this, you know, you'll participate in it. If the team says, hey, let's go here, you might participate in it. But you don't give back to the team. So are you receiving, 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 and never giving? You never giving? Here, I'll give you another example of how you've got to give something up in a teamwork environment. So we're getting ready to go on the zip line, right? Now, Josiah goes on the zip line. He gets his own hookup, and Josiah does the zip line by himself, honey. Okay? He didn't need to be hooked up to me. He didn't need to be hooked up to anybody. He did his own zip line. We did two zip lines. Oh, we did three, I think. Yeah, we did three zip lines, and it started raining, so we weren't able to do the big boy zip line. But the other three were still very significant, okay? These were not baby, baby zip lines. But when we climb up those stairs and we get to the top, and, and now it's Josiah's turn to go, he looks at me and he smiles, right? It means he's excited. He, what did he give me? He gave me a sign that he was what? Confident, right? 
confident. And as his mother, I'm looking for that. Okay, is he, is he nervous? Is he scared? Right? I don't want him to feel like he has to get on the zip line. I don't want him to feel pressured to get on the zip line because all of these adults are getting on the zip line. Right? But when he turns and he smiles and he says, bye, mom, <laughs> right? And he has this big face of confidence plastered over him. And as the guy is hooking him up, hooking his metal hooks up to the zip line, I found myself giving, I found myself giving him even more encouragement, more encouragement, because he already climbed the stairs with his own set of confidence and courage. And as a parent, there is a level of, ooh, I'm a little nervous, I'm a little nervous. What is something happened to my baby? But I continue to give him more encouragement. What is the point? The point is how many times in business do you encounter other people who, because they are afraid of something, they try to discourage you from doing something? Because they are afraid to take the leap, then they would try to discourage you from taking the leap. You're Josiah, and you're encouraged, you're excited, like, yes, I'm ready to do this thing. And then somebody looks at what you're getting ready to do based on their confidence level and says, uh-uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And they start spewing negativity and doubt and fear in your space. And if you're not careful... It could be a teammate of yours that's spewing this, and without the right level of courage, of, of confidence, of strength, you can begin to take on the doubt and fear of other people on your own team versus being like a Kobe Bryant, versus being like a Michael Jordan, versus being the person that can stand as a captain of a team and say, hey, this is what we're getting ready to do. Those of you over there, cut that crap out. This is what we're getting ready to do. We're going to make it happen. We're going to bring home the W. We're going to work together, and that's the end of that. Are you that person? Are you the captain carrying a captain mentality? Or are you the person that's like, oh, my goodness, I'm afraid to do it, so when we go to the sideline, I'm going to really try to talk to such and such to see if I can get such and such to buy into my fear because I really don't want to sit over here by myself, but I also really don't want to do it either. So you're going to try to distract somebody into doing something that is not of their best interest because of your fear. See, sometimes teamwork can be detrimental, especially when you have a person or a group of people who are fearful, afraid, and who lack confidence. So those who do have a little bit more confidence, those who do have a little bit more courage, those who do have a little bit more belief, those who do have the ability to have the practical applied knowledge that they've used over time to fall back on, it is the job of those team members to give you a taste of that. Now, will you always take it? No. Now, here's the crazy thing about if we were playing basketball, if we were playing basketball, you're going to get your butt out there on that court regardless because you're getting paid to do this. You're getting paid millions of dollars to get your butt out here with this jersey on, and you're going to play this game with all five of us out here on this court. We're not going to play with you. But when you're in a business like 
direct sales. You do get paid, but you don't get paid in the form of a salary. You don't get paid in the form of an expectation of production. You don't get paid in a, in a, in a way that uh, pushes you to do it in spite of. See, in this environment, you get paid for the production. So the production comes first, not the expectation of money. The production comes first. You don't even expect any money if you don't produce. See, many times at, at your job, you're expecting the money whether you produce or not because you're on salary and you get paid every two weeks. Some weeks you work hard. Some weeks you don't work that much. Some weeks you don't work that much at all. Some weeks you sit there and ride the clock. Some weeks you sit there and, you know, I mean, you work diligently like, oh, my God, the time is going by so fast. Some days you sit there and it's like, Lord, why is this clock going so dang on slow? I got to get out of here. Ain't nothing happening. It's slow. I'm sleepy. I'm hungry. I'm all these different distracting types of things that your mind is now focused on because you're not focused on the end game of the team because really at work you probably don't even see yourself as being a part of a team. You may not even want to be a part of that team. Like you are a part of a team, but you don't want to be. You don't like this person. You don't like the boss. You don't like the team leader. You don't like the captain. You don't like this person. You don't like that person. This person bossy. This person thinks they know everything. This person took your spot when you went up for promotion. This person, right? It's all these different things that you don't like. And because you don't have an overall perspective of standing at 30,000 square feet looking down saying, hey, this is the overall goal of the team, and you're not acting as a captain, what happens is that you retreat into acting like a needy little teammate. So you don't contribute nothing. If such as a supervisor come by and say, hey, I need you to do it, you'll do it. But if they don't say they need you to do it, you ain't going to offer to do it. Why? Because you don't even like being part of that team. And so you're just sucking up the what? The money. You're just receiving the what? The benefit. But you're not giving anything. Now, I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't in a work environment like that. What I am saying is that if you're going to continue to choose to be in that environment, then you are making a conscious, deliberate decision to be a part of that team. And if you don't want to be a part of that team, you do yourself and that team a better, uh, uh, a great deal of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You do, um, you do, you do the team a, 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 I don't know, a benefit, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, Right? Uh, oh, you do the team a better service, right? It, it, you service the team better by removing yourself from the team. Because nobody want to work with a teammate who don't contribute to the team. What will happen is that the team will begin to ignore you. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? Where, where teams ignore other team members. And if you, this is your first time seeing that dynamic, right, you're like, oh, my goodness, they're so mean. Why are they doing that to that person? Yeah, but you just got on this team. You don't know how this person sucks the living life out of people every day and then is never available to assist, is never available for a call, is never available to step in when help is, is needed, is never available to do a presentation, is never available to help do a three-way call, is never available to help do anything, to stand in for something, to hold space for someone. They're never available, but as soon as they need something, they're blowing you up, texting you, calling you all day long, and then have the nerve to be upset when you're not available to them at their beck and call. See, there are some team members like that. And so what happens is that team member doesn't realize it, but they are training their other team members how to deal with them, which really is to ignore because in direct sales, we can't fire you. If you're on the team, you're on the team. 
right? And it's that way until you leave, <laughs> until you leave. Now, one or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to elevate with the team and move along, or you're going to leave and get left behind. That's kind of the way it works. There's only so much that the team is going to be able to do to carry you along the way. But once the team collectively and individually realizes that you are not a team player, they will stop playing with you. And you will be on the team, but you'll be playing by yourself. And it's lonely playing by yourself. And then you'll feel like this isn't the right environment for me. And then you feel like, oh, well, these people aren't nice to me. And then you'll feel like, oh, this, oh, that, oh, this, oh, that. Versus looking in the mirror saying, okay, but what really have I contributed to this team? What really have I given? What really have I shared and been willing to sacrifice for the greater good and the overall W, the win for the team? And so what I want you to understand is that in teamwork, in teamwork, you got to pass the ball sometimes. That is metaphorical because obviously we're not playing a game with a physical ball, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, whatever, tennis, golf, okay, baseball. We're not playing a game with a physical ball, okay? So it's, it's a metaphor for you got to give something up. Like I'm in Mexico right now, right? I'm in the room. I'm walking back and forth right now. Josiah's laying in the bed. He's asleep. I had a very busy weekend. I could have very easily said, you know what, there's no call on Monday. There's no call Monday because I don't feel like doing the call on Monday because I would be tired, and everybody would understand if I decided not to do the call. Nobody would probably be upset. I mean, I think people would probably be okay with the fact, like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. We know that she's out of town and she's probably tired, so, you know, we'll catch back up with her on Tuesday. I could have done that. But that's not the kind of teammate I am. See, it's not about what I could do that the team would understand. It's about what I am training the team to know about me, that if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. What does that also exemplify for the others on the team? Dang, when Tracy was out of town, she did the call. Now I got my own call. I got to do the call too. I can't cop out. I can't call in with excuses. This is not no job. This is not a, oh, I'm sick today. Oh, I'm sick today. Some of y'all just used to calling in, calling off. For what reason? Because you can't. Because they gave you a sick day, so you're going to take a sick day, but you ain't sick. You just don't feel like going. See, I don't really call in sick days. That doesn't really work for me or doesn't really exist in my world. Why? Because we're production-based. We're not based on time. The quicker I go ahead and do what I got to do and get it over with, the rest of my time I got. I'm not bound to... To, to my team for eight, nine hours a day, and I can't leave, and I got to be in this building, and, and the team is telling me what time I got to take my lunch, and the team is telling me what time I can go pee, and telling me what time I can go take a break, and the team ain't telling me exactly what time I need to swipe in and swipe out. The team not telling me, oh, I don't have any of those physical and or mental restrictions when it comes to my team. What I do have is an obligation. What I do have is my word of commitment. What I do have is integrity that no matter what, I'm willing to give up some sleep 
to honor my obligation? What do you give up for the sake of the team? Because for all I know, there's something that I could say on any given morning or offer on any given day, on any given day, that I could share on any given day, unbeknownst to me, that can be so impactful for somebody in their life that it becomes a life-changing event for them. It becomes a life-altering event, something they tap into something, something that may seem so regular and normal to me may be a breakthrough moment for somebody else where they literally have transformed in the moment of my voice saying something. And had I been, oh, I'm so sleepy, and had I been, oh, my God, I don't feel like it today, or, oh, my goodness, let me take a sick day that doesn't exist over here in entrepreneurship, but let me take that same employee mentality, let me bring it over here. Let me do that because I don't feel like it. That could impact somebody, and I could have missed my opportunity to bless somebody because of my laziness, my ineffectiveness, and my ability and my decision to not hold true to things that I say. And in reality, it's unfair. It's unfair to you, and it's unfair to the rest of the team. So I want you to understand the power of teamwork. I want you to be able to recognize your teammates. I want you to be able to depend on your teammates like I could depend on my teammates out there in that water when their people were trying to get our pink balloon and I'm trying to throw my balloon to Jeff. Here, here, get the balloon, get the balloon, get the balloon. <laughs> right? I want you to be able to depend on yourself and on your team, but I want the team to also be able to depend on you. Because if they don't believe they can depend on you, guess what? They're done dealing with you. They're done dealing with you and your excuses every time. Yeah, it might be a little encouragement here and there, but after we try to give the encouragement and you continuously got a rebuttal, you continuously have a reason, you continuously have a circumstance, a situation, a, a family event, a life-altering circumstance, or something that everybody else has to that's stopping you from doing things that everybody else is pushing through, the team's going to be done. And they won't have the faith and the belief in you. And that means that when they're on the court, they will never pass you the ball. They will never pass you the ball. And there's no worse feeling than being a part of a winning team when at the end of the day, you and the team know that you didn't contribute jack to the win, even though you got a ring on your finger. It's nothing worse than people knowing and recognizing that you didn't earn it, that you didn't deserve it, that you didn't contribute to anything to get to this point. So be the teammate of integrity. Be the teammate of accountability. Be the teammate willing to give willing to share, willing to sacrifice at times, obviously being willing to be held accountable and responsible and um, holding up your end of the obligation, being that person, being, and, um, being someone who uh, 
is, is revolutionary in thinking, bringing new ideas to the group, bringing new things to the team, having a vision for something, having an excitement for something, having a vigor for something. Be that person who has that energy, that good energy. It doesn't mean that sometimes you don't feel down and you don't have people you talk to a little bit when you get down, but it means on an overall, if I had to put it on a hundred. 100 point scale that you know a good 98.5 of the time 98.5 times you are like hey it's all about the team and the other little 1.5 you know sometimes you got to take that time you got to get yourself together everybody understands that you're human but if you're like 98.5 it's a problem with you all the time and then this 1.5 you contributed does anybody want to deal with that and say that right now it's draining so don't be that person. Be the teammate in your organization that brings value, that brings joy, that pushes encouragement towards people, even if you are afraid to do something that they are wanting to do because they see themselves winning and succeeding. And it is your job to touch and agree on what that vision is, not to distract and deter somebody from a vision or a belief or a feeling or a vibe of good that, that the Most High has given them about their experience in their life. You are an observer of somebody else's life. You are not a dictator of somebody else's life. You are not the person who tells the person what they should and shouldn't do. You are the person that encourages, you inspire, you help achieve, you help them achieve, you help with resources or tools or, you know, insight or education or uh, networking people. You help with things that you can help that person achieve their goal. If you don't see yourself achieving their goal, good, because it ain't for you. But be a supporting cast member in those instances because there's going to be a time where you're going to have something that you want to do and you're going to want your team to rally around you and support you and encourage you and be proud of you and inspire you. Don't just take all you can from the buffet. Give sometimes too. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the message for this amazing day. I hope that there was something that you could extract from that. I hope that was something that you could apply to your life and say, okay, yeah, here's some things that I can do to get better. Here's some things that I can do to give back more. Here's some things that I can do to help uplift the winning posture of the team. Here's things I can do, right? It's all about self-reflection what you can do. It's not about looking at the next member of the team talking about what they can do. It's about you looking at yourself and saying, okay, what can I do to help our team win? What can I do to make sure at the next event, you know, it's not just uh, five, people for, uh, five people from the U.S., but it's 500 people from the U.S. You see, what can I do to make sure that the next event, that the next retreat, it's going to include 500 people from our organization. That's what you have to ask and start moving in that direction. So I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for waking up. And whether you're at work already and you just took time away, you stepped away, I do appreciate your time, your commitment, your level of attention to this information here um, on this great day. Those of you that are here, you probably are already 
um, on the on the text list because you've gotten the reminders and things of that sort. I appreciate that. But if you are listening in for some reason and you are not on the text list just yet, I uh, definitely want you to stay um, stay tapped in to the Mind Your Business podcast. Um, and you're going to do that by texting the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, you want to text the word podcast to 770-818-4333, all right? So we are leaving out of Mexico here on this great afternoon. We will be back in the States later on this evening. And guess what? Tomorrow is a new day. We're going to kick things off and get back to the program, and we are going to start executing some things to make this next upcoming month and month thereafter super fantastic, fabulous, and profitable. All right? Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see everyone tomorrow on the Mind Your Business Call. Bye, guys.